Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies. Welcome to Simple Joyful Home. I'm your host, Alicia. And Emily. And we're super excited because we have our guest today. And her name is Marissa Hill. And we just want to welcome her. Marissa is so awesome. So go ahead, say hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Official. (laughs) So Marissa is married with seven kids. And they are between the ages of Marissa. You have to remind me. Okay. Yeah. So I have a 21-year-old and a three-year-old. I love it. We we say that we have two families because we had five, had a six-year gap, and then had two. So. Oh, see? A six-year gap? I did not realize that. How did I not realize that? Anyway, her kids are amazing because she homeschools, and she's also very, very talented. She pursues education and reading, and she's very well-read, and she can bring you out quotes from like Aristotle and... Other people. Marissa had, is a deep thinker. She is. And I love, love, love that about her. And most deep thinkers, you're like, are these people fun? Can they have fun? Marissa knows how to have fun. Yes. So we're super grateful to have her here with us today. So we're going to jump right in. So this week for the reading is sections 46 through 48. And we're just going to focus in on 47, section 47, and just two verses in that. And this section is... When John Whitmer, he's now being asked to be the clerk and the historian for the church, and he's a bit apprehensive to taking Oliver Cowdery's place. And so he asked Joseph Smith, you know, is this what the Lord wants me to do? And if he says it is, I will do it. And that's exactly what happened. And so John Whitmer was asked to be the historian. And it says, so just in verse one, it says, behold, it is expedient in me that my servant John should write and keep a regular history and assist you, my servant Joseph, in transcribing all things which shall be given you until he is called to further duties. So here he is being asked to, you know, take a regular history of the church. And, but one thing that we all loved here, Marissa and and Alicia here, we loved verse four, wherefore it shall be given him in as much as he is faithful by the comforter to write these things, even so, amen. And this little extra boost, this little extra um, gift that he has is the Holy Ghost to help him know what to write. What is important? What does the church need to have written? Because history is so important. And that's just got us started. It's got us thinking about how important it is to record our history, but also that can be very overwhelming if you haven't been doing it for a while. (laughs) It's so So. true. I love the connection between these two verses and a principle in the gospel. And that is whenever we're asked by God to do something, he will always give us aid and, and comfort and guidance in doing those things. We're never left alone. And also it's something that we've even learned in conference, that power of God that we have access to is the power to give us the ability to do more than we could do on our own. And that's what he's promising John here. He's saying, I promise you, I'll give you some 
I'll give you the comforter to help you and you can be more than you are on your own. And I think that's true of anything we're asked to do and most especially the intimidating task of journaling, creating a family history, creating our personal history. And I know I am not fabulous at it. Emily is well, I used to has be been more. like a journaling queen. She's oh, like a I marathoner. Oh, I don't know. About you that. are. It's well, true. I did when I was high school. I wrote in a journal every Sunday and I have quite the stories in there. Right? And I did it all through college too. Pretty good. And then I got married and started having kids and then it started getting to more bulk. Like <laughs> I had a baby. Five Here's journals. the birth story. <laughs> yeah. Like, like five entries and then three years and then, right. you know, so it goes in spurts, but I know, I know the times that I do take that time. I feel really good about it. <laughs> so right. I don't know. Anyway. One of the things that made us reach out to Marissa today is that she has many, many books of journals and she, sometimes she posts them on social media. I just finished another one and she'll show that she put this pretty little book in her bookshelf and she's gotten a new one. And I love and they're like notebooks, aren't they, Marissa? How, to explain yeah. what they are. Yeah, so they are, I call them a, a bullet journal. Okay. Um, and there is like an official bullet journaling method mm-hmm. um, that I've adopted. But they're just like, you know. Little, you just get a notebook from like the store? Yeah. Because yours look really pretty. Well, I, <laughs> I get mine from Amazon. Okay. Because I'm too lazy to go to the store. Right, yes. <laughs> Amen. Um, you are in welcome to company. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So mine, I like to get dotted bullet journals. Okay. Or just dotted journals. Yeah. Um, but that's because I don't like lines or dots mm. that will take over. Mm-hmm. I want I want to see my writing and see it in its authentic form. Oh, cool. Okay. See so you guys cool. deep. She's good. <laughs> She's all good things. Well, one thing that we loved about Marissa was this unique way of of mm-hmm. journaling that I hadn't heard very much about. So I actually don't really know and fully understand what bullet journaling is. So I was wondering, Marissa, if you could tell, teach me, yeah. teach me your ways. Yeah. Okay. So bullet journaling is the ideal journaling for busy moms. Mm. Um, there are different ways you can do it. And a lot of people get overwhelmed because if you just do like a Google search or a Pinterest search for mm-hmm. bullet journal, you will see all these images that are, these beautiful drawings and pictures that people have put into their bullet journals oh, and this yeah. beautiful handwriting and everything. And like washi tape. <laughs> that is so not me, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The washi tape, the hand lettering, all that kind of stuff. But the best part about bullet journaling in the original format is that it's just bullets. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's just like an outline. So for the busy mom, it's perfect because you're not writing out these complete full sentences, writing a huge paragraph. Oh, yeah, it's like just, it's not really quick story. little notes. It's not right. like story form or anything. It's right. And so like for me, I love it because I can look back through my bullet journals and I can see, you know, so like one of my habits is that every morning I write out five gratitudes. And it's typically things that I was grateful for that happened the day before. Yeah. And then at night, I write down ways that I have seen God's hand in my life. And so all all I do is open up my bullet journal and I can see what was happening in my life based on the five gratitudes and those little bullets of how I saw God's hand. 
So I, I think it's ideal for busy moms because oh, yeah. it's just okay. really quick. And that's the point in bullet journaling. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be concise and quick and you get your stuff done and then you're out. <laughs> and then you're out. <laughs> and Absolutely. as a mom of seven, she needs to be quick, concise and out. Absolutely. She's got places to be. One of the things I love about um, Marissa's bullet journaling that she's talking about and those five gratitudes and the, you know, where has she seen God's life in her hand is that in the manual, it talks a little bit about that as we consider our personal experiences, we need to record those. I mean, we've asked, been asked to record them, but it's one of the things that it talks about is why do we keep a history? Why is it important to the Lord? Elder Marlon K. Jensen of the 70, um, who has served as a church historian and recorder from 2005 to 2012, so he obviously is invested, right? Yeah. Um, says, we keep records to help us remember. I just am drawn to that word because what are we trying to remember and how do we do it? I'm often thinking of that. And he says, we desire to help church members remember the great things God has done for his children. And lessons from the past help us cope with our present and give us hope for our future. Here of your bullet journal, I think if I was to look back on a journal filled with five gratitudes and ways I've seen the hand of the Lord in my life, it's going to focus me on hope. Even, I mean, you can write about how you've seen the hand of the Lord in your life in something really, really hard. It's not like you're avoiding hard things in a journal, but I think it helps you um, fulfill the purpose that the Lord has set forth for keeping a record, not only for the church, but for our personal families. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I looked up the word record. It actually says it's an authentic memorial. I love that. And so, and I, I love that because I think sometimes when I think about my memories, I I almost want to rewrite them, like especially those hard ones mm-hmm. that are difficult to relive. I want to rewrite them so that they're happier, so that they're not as hard to remember. But if I've written something down, I can go back to what was happening, the feelings that I had in that moment, and then I can build on that and I can learn from that. So I think that for me, like like Emily, I wrote in journals mm-hmm. all the time in high really? school. Yeah. All the time. And and then, you know, I went through my little it ebbed and flowed and Right, yeah. You <laughs> know. I'd have, you know, pages upon pages for one entry trying to catch up. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. like that. And yeah. <laughs> it's hard. That's hard. It is. It's when you get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember thinking I can't dedicate three hours every Sunday to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so this, this format works really well for me, but I, it have, I haven't always done it. And that's the nice thing about bullet journaling is that I'm able to change it with the way that my life changes. Would you say on average, how much time do you think it takes? I think it takes me 15, 20 minutes in the morning mm-hmm. and about 15, maybe, maybe 10 or 15 minutes at night. So I do other things in my journal, um, throughout the day. So when I do my core book study or my scripture study, I do write my notes down in there and I love reading those too, because then I can see how, like what was going on. You know how you read your scriptures, you Mm -hmm. read the same things over and over again, Yes, but your where you are in life changes 
how you read those scriptures. And so it's fun to go back and read, oh, this is what was happening, and that's why that scripture was impactful. I love that you combine that. Me too. Because so much I'm like, well, I've got my gratitude journal, and I've got my (laughs) scripture studies journal, and I've got my family writing. I'm like in a Texas accent for some reason. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, like it's, I love that you just kind of combine it and let it kind of mesh together so you can see how it works, see what's going on in your life. I love that. Yeah, my bullet journal is my life. It's my whole life is in there. And that's how I use it. And that's why you love them so much. Right. And you you have them so cute all lined up. I just it's like pride because <laughs> it's, it's your life. I just love that. <laughs> it's so true. One of the things I love about that definition that you just read for record is that word authentic like authentic. Authenticity in your journaling because I just recently had a birthday and my mom gave me a history from one of my like great, great, great grandpas. And I read through it. I remember putting it by my bedside going, I really want to make sure that I read this. And as I read through it, the history was written by his daughter um, and someone had interviewed her, you know, about her dad. And she was telling stories about him and they were just little snippets of his life. Um, but the snippets that she caught were the things that like the disagreements or the really big moments in his life where I don't know, just the hardships in his life. It made me really reflect on my own history. And am I, because she was doing the best she could with her memories of her father and wanting some history. Um, but it made me think, when we can write our own history, we can bring out that authentic experience and give it the light and the hope. And I don't know the things we want our posterity to take with them, even in those hard experiences that he had, I'm sure at the end of his life, he did not see them the way that they're portrayed now. Yeah, because it was written by her Uh perspective. Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents' history was written by other people who interviewed my grandparents, but then they're writing it. So their perspective, it's all through their lens. Because when we write, even if we're telling someone else's story, we can't help but put our lens on that story as we write. And, And it has caused a lot of conflict and a lot of, I don't know, chasms in relationships that... I mean, it's so sad to see because when we, I mean, if, if we could just write our own, then people see that authentic record of who we are. And there's a spirit that comes with that, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and, and if you think about it, if you were to talk to your sibling about any one event that happened oh. when you were children, you'd see it from two different perspectives. You'd remember it differently. Absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. You talk to me five years after an experience, like you were saying earlier, you know, you talk to me five years after an experience and I will, I will talk about it differently than I would have when I was going through it. And so I think remembering that about history, when we're reading a journal that was written along the way, there is a beauty in that because it does capture that authenticity that it's hard to capture after the fact, you know, right. it's still a worthy cause. I think, I mean, I, I really do think it's a worthy cause, but I think we have such a, like a beautiful gift in front of us. If we will just take the time to follow through with what God is asking us to do in our personal lives and with our family, with that history. 
Yeah. And I can imagine that John, it was John Whitmer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can imagine that John Whitmer felt that weight of, you know, I have to record things exact Mm -hmm. because it's going out to our posterity and I need to make sure it's a record that shows the authenticity of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what's so impactful about that last verse, you know, that the comforter is there, the comforter will, you know, will give him what is important and how to write it for future people to read about. That's so true. I love that. Yeah. And I also think like that gift is given to all of us. That's Mm -hmm. why it's written here in the Doctrine and Covenants, because all of these revelations are all for our benefit of learning and growing. Mm -hmm. So to know that we can be guided in what we can record and and share with others. Uh, Recently, I've just been going through like lots of great changes in my life. Like I just am really in this drive to improve myself and become a better, more calm mother (laughs) anyway. And I just kept having this thought, like, Emily, you need to write down what you're learning. And I just wasn't finding time. And so finally I just pulled out my phone, opened up my notes app and I just started, I guess, bulleting. Um, Hey, I want to write down about self-compassion. And because I wrote that, I can now remember, okay, that this journey I went on to learn self-compassion was so awesome. But what I did was I wrote down these things that I've been really thinking about, um, studying about, trying to apply in my life. I just did these little bullets so that when I found a moment later, I was able to open that up because the spirit was like, Emily, 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 (laughs) hey, write this down. So I did. I started making time for that and I could go back and like, okay, I'll just do the self-compassion entry. And then I was able to go back later and do that. And it, but it helped me because things leave my brain very quickly these days. So it helped me to like kind of ground that, but I was really grateful for that push of the spirit to tell me to write these things because what I just learned, I didn't realize I was doing, but Marissa was talking beforehand, another what um, definition of record And I'm like, that is why I had to do this. So I want her to share this. Yeah. So, um, so there's record, which is the noun, but the verb record, one of the definitions is to imprint deeply on the mind or memory. Yes. See, so this, this is why it was so touching for me because I feel like I've been learning all these things and I felt like I'm going to lose it somehow. (laughs) Like I'm like holding something precious and it's like seeping through my hands and I'm like, I'm going to forget, you know? And so I I know myself well enough that I probably will. And so the spirit having me push this way and learning this tonight has just confirmed that it's for me. Like I needed it to be more in my mind and that I wouldn't lose it. And if I did now I have a place to go back and read it and relearn it again, (laughs) you know? So so it's sometimes it's for our own benefit as well as those who may read it someday. Absolutely. I know for me, um, I made a list one, one year of all of the things I can do for my self care Mm. and my bullet journaling is on there because it totally just helps me to stay grounded. It helps me to be calm because I can just write things out as I need to. And it's, it's one of the things that I love. That is really great. I was just talking to Seth the other day and I was talking to him about what is one of the greatest gifts that I could give myself. And that was the one thing that came to mind. I mean, it will not matter 
how many cool, like actual physical gifts I have been given. When I hit, you know, 50 or 60 and my kids are out of the house, the thing I am going to want the absolute most is to read about my memories with them and to read about their strengths and to read about their struggles so that I know how to connect with them in, you know, married life and kid life. And, and because those, some of those things, those traits that they have, uh, you forget so easily as they grow older and they gain more, you know, but they're so pure and they're so easy to see when they're young And I'm like, I am going to wish I had these things written down. And I can already look back and say, I wish I had more journaling. I have some, but more journaling of my dating of eight years to my spouse, you know, like my kids are going to ask what was going on in my head. And I'm going to be like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, we got married and it's great, but I have no idea, you know, I mean, I do, but I have to dig that. And it just made me see the value in starting. Like we've talked about starting today, giving myself that gift today. And God knows that. That's why he asks us to do almost everything. And most things are not for him. They are for us. So I'm glad you brought up the thought of, you know, years can go by. And I feel like that sometimes stops us from journaling because we get overwhelmed with thinking of all that we've missed. And so if you did think, I'm just going to start today and think about the future, a lot of times those memories, the ones that need to come out, will they'll come out when they, there will be an opportunity they'll come out. And and so it's just getting started today. Don't worry too much about the past. It, it'll form, it will come. I love that scripture. He will bring all things to your remembrance. And- that kind of eases some of my concern with that. Like you're saying, just don't worry about that. Just start. And then he will bring those things to you. Yeah. You'll form this habit. Once the habit is there and, and it becomes important to you and you start feeling the benefit of it, Mm -hmm. it will compound until you're like, I really would love to write this because I'm feeling good about it. And I have the time, like a time will open up and it will happen. I love that. So what are some of the, benefits that you have seen from journaling. I know, Marissa, you talked about it's like self-care for you. It's calming for you. Um, Are there any other benefits you want to add to wrap up? Um, I think the last, like one more thing that I would share. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a friend, she actually sent me a Marco Polo just last week. And and she said, I'm having a really bad day. So I'm going to send you my goods. And she just told me, this is good. This is, you know, this good thing happened. And so then I replied and said, okay, so I'm having a bad day too. Here are my goods. And so I think, I think for me, when I do write, how have I seen the hand of God in my life today? That's helping me to focus on my goods, but it also pulls me out of the depression that I may go into when all I'm thinking about is the bad Mm -hmm. and Try, you know, and I'm going into that victim mode, and all I can do is think about how the world is out to get me. Nothing's going right. But if I stop and think, okay, what was good? Then it helps pull me out of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think for me, that's one of the most impactful things that I've done in my journal is writing about the good. I love that. You know, there's like life coaches, therapy, mm-hmm. um, even like conferences you can go to and 
they all teach so differently about how to better your life or whatever. But I've noticed one thing in common and it is journaling Mm -hmm. or writing down something because of how powerful it can be. And even if it's like, you know, dumping out your bad to get to the good, or it's finding and writing down like the gratitude is like having a gratitude journal or pointing out things, um, that you love about your day has significant impact on your brain and how it functions. I don't know. I just think that that's a neat thing to remember that when we are having those rough days, journaling can be a grounding experience and you, you can leave it feeling relieved. I think it's worked for me. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that I also love about journaling and a benefit that I feel like has come for me is in homeschool, we do, well, we're not consistent at it, but we do journaling, like what was your favorite thing about what you did today? Or what did you like that you did today? And we also write about what was really hard today. And one of the, we found one the other day, cause like I said, we're sporadic and they're spread out all over the house. And so Lincoln had cut one out of his book and he talks about his favorite thing to do. Um, and this was back when he was in kindergarten. So our first year of homeschooling, and he's like, my favorite thing to do at school today was make a picture of the sun and the grass out of squares and hexagons. And then it goes on and on and on because that's what we do with our favorite things. We like to write about them, right? In a lot of detail. And so I'll spare you that. But then he goes down to the hardest part of his day. And he says, the hardest thing I did today was read my chapter in my book because the sentence was really long. It had four words in it. And he's in second grade and staying up until like the late hours of the night in his room with his light on reading dinosaur encyclopedias, <laughs> you know, I mean, the kid like page by page, the kid can read anything now. And he, he just went, wow, mom, I can't believe that that used to be hard for me. And I said, see, buddy, the things that are hard for you right now, you're going to look back on. And you're going to be so surprised at how far you've come. And I think that's another amazing benefit of journaling that God can see that we can't. And that is we will be able to look back because we so easily forget what used to be hard when we grow out of it and the work we did to grow out of it. And I think he wants us to remember how good we are and how much work we've put in with him to grow into a new place and to become who we're becoming kind of like Emily was talking about with all the learning she's been doing and wanting to journal that. I mean, there's so many reasons to journal and record and imprint those things on our mind. So it's like, not only is it benefit in our moment, like Marissa was talking, pulling ourselves out of, of hard times, but it's for our past and it's for our future. I mean, that's touching on all the, realms, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love that God chose to include section 47. I mean, you think we could talk about John Whitmer and he, you know, how he felt about it. We can talk about, you know, why would God put it in here? But when it comes down to it, the principle of the gospel is that we are asked to connect each other. We are asked to turn the hearts of the father to the children and the children to the fathers. And one of the ways we can do that is by keeping that history, our personal history and our family history. You know, I just had one last thought. This chapter or this section 47 came right after section 46. That was all about gifts that were given oh, wow. and how this is also a gift that was given to John Whitmer. And 
it's because he has a voice and we Mm -hmm. all have a voice and we all have this gift to express that voice somehow. And what's so cool about nowadays is maybe you don't feel like you're a good writer or you don't enjoy writing. Well, now you can record everything. You can just talk. There's like lots of ways you can record this gift of your voice that is very important. And we talked about all those ways. So So I had a thought, Alicia, when you were talking about um, journaling and seeing Lincoln's progress and seeing, you know, how he once struggled with reading and now he doesn't. And I think that sometimes in our lives, we focus so much on where we're at we forget everything that got us there. If we journal as we go, we, we're able to see that progression. And that's what life is about, right? It's about progressing. It's about, like, like Emily, like you were saying, it's about becoming a better version of ourselves. But I think it's important to see and to look back and to see how far we've come oh. because we can appreciate all of that growth and all of the hardships we went through to get there. Because a lot of times we discredit that. We're like, oh, but that was back then. Or, but when you can go and read it, it like um, makes it more, make it more like concrete in our mind. Make it more have weight and and growth, and you see it have more value, right? And to go along with what you were saying about gifts, um, there was a, a young woman that I mentored once who broke down talking about how she is able to do these wonderful things and people praise her. Her friends would praise her for doing those wonderful things. But she said, they don't know how hard it was for me to get to where I am. So they don't, they, you know, they didn't see how hard she worked on those gifts. And so I think when we journal, we can see that progression. We can see how hard it has been for us to get to where we're at. And we appreciate it so much more. I love that so much. I love that the reference to like people don't know how hard I've worked. I mean, there's a reason why one of the guys buried his talent, right? I mean, it's vulnerable to put your gifts out there and have them critiqued, even when they're gifts and you have to do it to grow them. And it is, it is hard, hard work. And or this quote goes along with it, what you're saying so well. It says, it's by Elder Robert D. Hills. And he says, these gifts, gifts that we're given, um, are given to those who are faithful to Christ. They will help us know and teach the truths of the gospel. They will help us bless others. They will guide us back to our Heavenly Father. And I think that is true of our gifts. And as we journal, our journals can be an actual physical gift to do those very same things for our posterity and for ourselves in the future. They will be the gift to bless others and to guide us back to our Heavenly Father. Because it's just a reminder of all of the small connections we've had with Him along the path to building who we're becoming. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We, I loved it. Marissa, I'm so glad you came. This was such a great discussion. And just to leave you guys with one little thing that um, maybe you can go and apply in your home and your heart is just find one way you can start today Mm -hmm. on getting your history out. And there's lots of different ways to do it. And maybe you found or was inspired by a couple here today. But um, we hope that you guys have a good week and thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, thank you guys so much for being with us. We have loved having so many new guests on and we hope you guys are loving it as much as we are. It gives us an opportunity to hear your stories and to feel the spirit in a way that we hadn't before. Yeah, and that's what we love to try to do here is just provide these little opportunities for you guys to feel the spirit and we don't want them to force them to feel the spirit, but that's okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to feel. <laughs> feel all the feels. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for listening. That's and all we, we got, hope. people. This is like take 555. We they, can't stop laughing. You Emily stop, you had telling to people that. stand up. <laughs> <laughs> stretch stretch because her diaphragm is that what you know was it your diaphragm no that was my diaphragm we're let's not call it anything else <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening guys bye see you next week <laughs> we won't see you anywhere <laughs> why do I be so literal <laughs> oh, okay. I'll see you in your dreams <laughs>